I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is, I'm that just is sad sad. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is The Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in The Gloom. All right, here we go again. We got another uh, amazing leader on the other end of a of an interview here. Um, former site Q at Oscar Mike, and uh, just a guy that I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know over the last couple of years. I've got our man Q Tip uh, on the call. So Q Tip, man, it's good to see you. Uh, thanks, Plague. Uh, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate the opportunity to do this. I. I have listened to a lot of these podcasts and and they've been really helpful in uh, allowing me to learn more about individual, um, you know, PAX members, but also, you know, understand a bit more about uh, F3 and and what it means to different men and, and uh, you know, the, the importance that we all place on this organization. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being a listener. I, you know, um, Pony and I always joke about the millions of of listeners, but there's really only you know a couple. So you're one, you're one of those that's listening. But you know, and I'm excited for guys to hear your story because I I feel like I've heard some of it in the gloom, and um, just excited to, to for you to to share it. So why don't you just start us off uh, at the beginning? Who eh you first workout? Sort of what was that like? And then uh, how'd you get the name Q Tip? I don't think I've heard that story. Okay. Well. Um, um... I worked with Swiper for about 11 years in the credit card processing business. We were both uh, employed by First National of Omaha for a few years. So I knew, I've known Swiper for quite a while. And uh, even in the seven or eight years since we worked together, we we remained friends and we'd play golf a couple of times a year and or see each other at football games or things like that. So uh, uh Two years ago, uh, I was looking to retire uh, from my career. I'd reached the age of 66, and it was just time for me to, to, to retire. And um, about that time, Swiper texted me and, and asked if I wanted to get together with him and some of his friends for a workout. And alarm bells went off because the last thing I thought I needed was to get get sucked into uh, a workout with a bunch of bros who are going to, you know, just pound me into the ground. So I, uh, I ignored his text, nice. <laughs> but he kept at it. And, uh, you know, he, he never really explained to me that this workout was part of a, uh, a thing, you know, it, yeah. I just thought it was a bunch of his neighbors or, you know, someone like that. He, he didn't let me know what, what to expect really. Uh, so he, since he kept after me, though, I finally agreed to, to meet him. And, and uh, that first day was at Cornhusker Handicap. It was a Tuesday. Uh, Swiper didn't advise me to bring some gloves or, or anything like that. Um, he, did, he did say I could modify. And that, that, those are probably, uh, you know, the, 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 the most important phrase I learned in my early months of F3 was modify as needed because yeah. there's no way I could, I could keep up with, with those 
uh, with those guys. So anyway, I showed up at Stinson Park that first day and um, we went through the workout. And, and since he didn't tell me that this was a thing, I, I kind of chuckled to myself when he started leading the the warmerama and he's and he's counting in cadence and I'm I'm kind of thinking oh what's this about um and then later on in the workout you know we we <laughs> we were doing a grinder and we did uh, some chicken peckers mm. and I, I remember thinking to myself this isn't a real exercise he just yeah. he made this up he's <laughs> he's trying to show off here you know yeah. uh and uh, you know it, it was it was an eye-opening experience to me and and then uh, you know it, when the uh, workout ended uh, we had uh, namerama and he you know finally told me to you know what to do during the namerama but he didn't give me an idea of what to what the naming process was was going to be so I think Swiper's whole strategy here was just yeah. to keep me in dark as, as long as Yeah, possible. that's the theme. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And and then maybe, you know, before it was before I knew what was going on, he, you know, get me to come back again. Um so during the during that process, I stepped in the middle and I'm I said that uh, you know, I'd recently retired, but I'd started up a side gig at home uh detailing cars. And I believe it was Two Step who threw out uh, the name Q-Tip. Mm. And before I know it, that's my name. And, and you know, we, we go on with things. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've learned to accept that name and own it. And I, and I love it, you know. And, and uh, uh, I quickly learned that, you know, you do those uh, during Namorama, you do the little. Uh, yeah hand gestures, you know, swiper was doing that swiper thing. So I, I am almost immediately started doing the Q-tip thing and it's just become part of my identity now for, for most guys. So yeah. Are you still doing the car detailing? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, I would say, uh, maybe 80% of the business I do right now is F3 guys. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll meet, nice. I'll meet them at a workout and uh, I'll pick up their car and and uh, drive it home and then return it to them at the end of the day. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's just something I've always liked to do. And and uh, you know, people like to have a clean car. Uh, and uh, you know, it's 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 uh, gratifying work. Uh, I, I'd say is is the best word to describe that. I I always feel a personal satisfaction. Uh, when I do a good job cleaning someone's car and, and I've never had anyone fail to be thrilled when they see their car. And, you know, I took it from a dumpster pit to, you know, to something that looks that their family feels safe and driving in. Yeah. So. I love that. I, I used to detail um, cars and I would, I would agree. It's, it, there's something really rewarding about, you know, taking somebody's car that's just a mess and having it come out that and it looks clean. And if you, you know, I'm sure you do it right. Right. If you're using, you know, Q-tips or air hoses or whatever you got to do to get uh, all the different crevices. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, tell me, um, so the, the workout, it sounded like, and I, we'll have to find out from Swiper, how many other guys has he just absolutely left in the dark about <laughs> what we're doing, but were you doing any sort of physical exercise or activity beforehand or what was, what was your, you know, as, as a young man, I used to run and I, I, I used to play a lot of racquetball when racquetball was a thing, uh, yeah. you know, but 
um, I would say from the time about when my kids were born, you know, racquetball was just about gone. Uh, so I, I quit doing that. Uh, I ran for a few more years, but, you know, I kind of gave that up because my ankles and knees were, were you know, starting to make noises when I, when <laughs> I walked. And so for the last, I'd say 15 or 20 years, my, my form of exercise was walking long Mm -hmm. walks, you know, I'd, I'd average five or six miles a day. Um, so that was it. I I hadn't run more than a couple hundred yards. I bet in at least 15 years before Mm -hmm. I started F3. And that was one of my concerns about, uh, doing this kind of workout was, you know, the, the running, um, it was, it was interesting how that evolved over time. You know, I, I found that, um, I liked, the workouts where we would have a station and then run 50 yards to the next station and then, you know, work out some more and then run 50 yards. And and I could, you know, do short bursts at a time. Um, over time, you know, I've just found just, it just evolved. I, I was able to run farther. Hmm. Um, I, or I remember, uh, See, I started in August of, of uh, 2021. Uh, it was probably the following spring when we, we had a convergence down at the canyon. And the last station that, that of the group that I was in was on the other side of the Bob Carey Bridge. And, and then we ran back to the shovel flags. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that to Swiper at the end. He goes, you know, that's probably about a mile. And that, that surprised me because I, yeah. I thought, Wow, I ran a mile. I so that that started something with me, and I decided, you know, I'm going to set a goal right now. I want to run a 5K sometime, and so I showed up at the the halfway house one one Sunday morning, and uh, you know, ran a 5K. And I remember uh, Obi Wan slowed down, and he ran with me, and you know, and the three miles just kind of flew by, and I I ran three miles. So wow. I, I thought then, you know, maybe I can do a 10K. And I, that was my goal for 2022 and, or, or actually for, for 23. Uh, and I thought maybe by the summer I, I could work up to that. But actually, uh, it turned out in, in February, uh, Tea Party and Blades and, and uh, Steeple were going to – they were training for the, the Lincoln Half Marathon – said they were going to run a, a slow 10K on, on a Sunday morning. So I saw that on Saturday night and I thought, you know, why not? I'll give it a try. And, nice. you know, I showed up and ran, ran 10, a 10K. And uh, I, I was just actually blown away that I was able to do that because, like I said, I hadn't run uh, very much in the last decade and a half. Wow, that's super cool. And I love that you just kind of were like, well, I'll give it a try and and sort of surprised yourself on on what you could do. You know, I'm curious from your perspective, because then at some point in there, you got into rucking, right? So how did you get introduced to that? Or what was that journey like to start? Yeah, that because I was walking, Swiper said, you know, we've got this thing called Oscar Mike, and they do it on Saturday. So the the second workout I, I went to was an Oscar Mike. Hmm. And that was, that was probably the most important uh, workout I ever had is because that's where I met a bunch of really high 
impact men, uh, guys like Wentworth and Spacebar and Rollbar and Folsom and Safe Ride. And that's where I started to develop the second F uh, mm. aspect of, of F3. Um, just walking with those guys and talking and, and getting to know people. And I, you know, uh, I, I think uh, that was just, uh, you know, the reason why I decided I would, you know, come out the third time, is, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the fourth time. And, uh, you know, so initially I was just doing Tuesday and, and Saturday. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll go on Thursday too, you know, every other day. And then just because my personality is kind of obsessive, <laughs> you know, I better fill in these other ones. Yeah. So, so pretty soon I was doing uh, Tuesday through Saturday, and and uh, you know I'm pretty pretty solid on five days a week now. So um, that's awesome. Well, it's it's cool to just hear you know you're you, you jumped in and the transformation. You know you've been able to sort of prove yourself wrong in some areas, right? Or at least at least. Well, you know, that's, good, yeah, that's a good point, uh, Plague, and because uh, there were a lot of lies I used to tell myself, you know, about my level of fitness, you know, that mm. I couldn't run was one of them, that, that I couldn't get up in the morning. I used to, you know, tell myself, I need a couple cups of co coffee and I need breakfast before I do any exercise. So mm. 10, 1030, that's my wheelhouse. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you know, well, I'm up at 530 or, you know, even earlier because I, I, I pre-ruck uh, most days. So, uh, and, and the other one was, you know, that my weight was, you know, as low as it would, was going to be, uh, mm. you know, in free to lead, they talk about the Pogo 40. I, I guess I was probably more of a Pogo 15 or 20. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, when I started that, uh, F3, my weight was kind of on the low end of my, that range. And I thought, you know, that that was kind of the, the best I would be in my adult life. Well, you know, after, after working out for a while, weight started to come off, you know, and, mm -hmm. all of a and I've lost about 15 pounds. So it's, wow. uh, you know, there's just a, a lot of things I told myself that limited my, uh, my progress that mm. uh, F3 has helped me realize that I can, I can do more. Even yeah. at, uh, you know, uh, my advanced age. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, so I'm curious, like, cause you mentioned, you know, you were active and then there's this period with maybe with kids and then you sort of put a pause on, on physical activity. Is there anything guys could be doing maybe that are in those earlier years to prevent that? Or, or I guess how, you know, I don't know anything from your learnings that you would, would share with other guys. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in the middle of the early parts of your career and the early stages of, of growing your family and developing them, there's a lot of, a lot of demands on your time. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, the, that those are tough to manage. And I see a lot of, I know a lot of you guys, younger men are, are dealing with that. You know, you've certainly made some concessions here and there about, mm -hmm. you know, what mornings you're going to be posting, uh, what, what days of the week, uh, and how much time you're going to spend. Are you going to go to coffee? Are you going to do stuff, you know, second F stuff? You know, those are, those are trade-offs that, that, that you have to make. And I would say, you know, that most, most guys in F3 are, 
doing the, the, the right things, you know, you're, you're asking the right questions, but you know, just, just maintaining some type of vigorous physical activity mm-hmm. in your twenties, thirties, forties is important and exactly what you're doing. Cause when I was that age, I, I always, I had this again, another lie I would tell myself is when I get to be 50 years old, man, I'm just going to quit even trying, you know, like, <laughs> 50 years old, that's so old. Why, why would you even try to look good or try to feel good? Yeah. And then when I got in my 40s, I, I thought, well, 50 is not that old. You know, when I'm 60, that's when I'm, I'm quitting. Because yeah. <laughs> 60, man, that's ancient. And, right. and, you know, then I get to be 60 and I go, geez, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm dying yet. You know, I, <laughs> I, should, I should continue doing something. Yeah, so, um, oh, that's funny. I think when you're younger, age fifty or sixty just seems like such an old age because that's when I when I think of those numbers, I think of my my dad, you know, or or hmm. other men of his generation, and you know, none of them were doing stuff like this uh, yeah. when they were that age. Yeah, you you know, I, I love just hearing there's so much hope there, right. In just staying connected, keeping some sort of physical activity, but also your story, right. You, you had a gap in there, but you came back and you still stuck with it. And you're, you know, I I don't know, how would you say like where you're at today from a physical ability and fitness standpoint, are you, are you back to where you were in your younger years or, or. Oh man. Yeah. I, I'd say pretty close. I mean, I'm when, when uh, I was in my early twenties and I was, playing racquetball and running and doing that kind of stuff four or five times a week. Uh, I was, I was, I had a a pretty good level of fitness, but at the same time I, I was taking away from that because I was heavily into alcohol and drugs at the Mm -hmm. same time. So I, I viewed exercise as a way to justify the, all the negative crap that I was doing in my life and, and a way to justify that, well, if I'm, you know, if I work out four times, then it doesn't matter if I get drunk three times straight yeah. over the weekend, you know, so. Yeah. Well, you got to, you got to sweat it out, right? That's what yeah, I always well, told yeah, myself. Absolutely. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you probably have said those, those phrases to yourself as well. So. Oh yeah. 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 If, I, if I want a good buzz tonight, I got to sweat out the night before. Yep. Oh man. Well, I, I, yeah, I do want to even better is is we would work out before getting drunk, you know, hellaciously oh, yeah. drunk, you know, because oh, well, you did it, you know, you paid in advance. Yeah, yeah. I do want to get in more into that story, but first, I want to talk a little bit on the second F piece and kind of about relationships. You mentioned that that rucking being key to the relationships with some other guys in the group. Um, would love to hear your thoughts on, you know, maybe how F3 has impacted other relationships in your life, maybe with your M or I know uh, we got break room who's coming out to F3 now. Yeah. Um, how, how has it impacted some of the other key relationships? Well, it, it's, it's interesting in that my, my M, my wife has had a similar uh, relationship like I do with F3, but, but hers is with Jazzercise. Okay. Uh, she is religiously devoted to going to Jazzercise several, every day of the week. Uh, and some days she'll go twice. 
Wow. And it's not just the, the exercise part of it, but it's also the relationships with the other women there. Cool. And, and it was interesting that she saw in me the benefits that this was having this was having before I realized it myself. She made a comment to me one day about, uh, you know, that I was, I was talking about how much I enjoyed it. And I go, Oh, I guess, I guess I have been, haven't I? I didn't, I didn't realize it until she pointed it out to me. And that, that made a, a big impact on me that I, yeah, I, I really am, you know, getting some benefit out of this and, and enjoying it because I'd, I'd come home and I'd tell her about the guy that I met and, you know, the interesting story that he had and, and, or, you know, because man, you've heard a hundred interesting stories of the situations that men are going through in their lives. And, you know, the, the openness that, that a lot of men show uh, in, in F3 is, is, just uh you know one of the the biggest things and the best things about this whole experience for me Mm -hmm. what about having a break room come out and uh hearing hearing from him on on how does he like f3 how's that been for your relationship with him uh it's hard to describe uh plague i've i've always been a proud father and, and he has never failed to make me proud. You know, he's, he's been, uh, break room's been a terrific son all of his life. And now to, for us to be able to share this as, as well, you know, there, uh, you know, a lot of things that we used to, that we've done over the years, you know, the baseball games, football games, playing golf, those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, uh, for him as you know he's he's his own man he's you know in 36 years old and uh so he he can certainly do his his own things and he's you know as you well know he's he's in pretty good physical condition to start with uh, yeah. he, can, he can run yeah. and uh uh you know he he had other things that he could do and he but he saw in me you know what what benefit that F3 was having. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it just means the world to me to have him uh, experience this and, and that I can watch him lead a group of men and he can watch me do the same thing. Uh, yeah. It's I've just been on cloud nine since he joined. You know, I've, I enjoy it a lot. Now I'm assuming you EH'd him, right? Like he, or did well, somebody, or how did that happen? <laughs> uh, he claims that I've been nagging him, but I haven't nagged yes. at all about this. I've been really low key about this, but he's he's pretty observant. And in fact, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I last Christmas, if you remember, we had a couple of days just before Christmas where it was thirty and forty below uh, zero. Mm-hmm. So on Christmas Eve, our family gets together with with my brothers and and extended family and and on Christmas Eve, we were sitting around the table talking and someone asked if I'd worked out this week. And I said, yeah, I was out there on Tuesday. And they, and they said, you were out there in that weather. And, and before I could even respond, break room said, well, yeah, you don't get that fit by staying at home. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I, I could have cried right then. Uh, 
you know, he, he saw what, what benefit this was having for me. And so, um, you know, he, he had a goal this year to, to run the Lincoln Marathon. And once he completed that, then he said, uh, you know, I'll, I'll come out and, and, you know, see what this is like. Hmm. And, you know, it didn't take him long when before he was kind of saying, you know, Dad, I kind of I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I ran into him at, at Paradise and he just we hadn't met before. And so he just came, you know, really very outgoing and said, hey, I'm I'm break room. I'm Q-tip son. And, you know, he was really proud to just be a part of the group and really, really just a great guy. I mean, it, you know, you it's like we think every every man needs f3 but I, I think there's a lot of guys that f we need them you know we need these guys that are out there that are already strong leaders and um so i was excited just to meet him yeah. but you know hey i'm, I'm curious too because we talk about um you know reinvigorating male community leadership or maybe like male loneliness and you you mentioned that strong connection with those guys during that first ruck how has f3 maybe helped you develop stronger male relationships or, or I guess, has it, that's sort of an assumption, assuming that it has, but what's yeah. been your experience? Uh, you know, the last several years of, of my career before I retired, I was working from a home office. And so I didn't realize how much I was actually missing those types of connections and those kinds of relationships. I have, I have, you know, several friends that I consider close friends, guys that I talk with, but uh, I wasn't seeing them on a regular basis. And, you know, then uh, also, you know, on top of that, uh, working from home, not, you know, having, you know, relationships at the office that, you know, where I can stop and talk to people and, you know, understand, you know, what what's going on in their lives. Uh, so I, I think it, the timing of this was, was really right for me. I, I, I didn't realize how thirsty I was for that male, um, uh, companionship, Mm. you know, and I, and I, I think one of the greatest sounds you can hear is the sound of men laughing in the gloom. You know, when, when you're working, you're doing something hard and someone's bitching about how hard this is, you know, even though, you know, they're, they're loving it. Uh, it's, it's just a, a great sound, you know, uh, and, and I enjoy that. And, and it's something that's kept me coming back. Yeah. We were this morning, I was at the woodshed. We were giving Pony a hard time because he ba- we basically think he, he didn't plan, you know, the workout. And so we're all giving him crap about, it, you know, but it's yeah. just like, to, to your point, like just yeah, men getting together, doing something difficult, but having fun doing it. I mean, it's just, I, I agree. That's one of my favorite things. I, you know, um, the other question I would have for you is just as you've developed those relationships, have you found, um, and I'm, you know, just kind of thinking through like the concentrica model here, but like on that whetstone, uh, sort of aspect, have you found opportunities to mentor, um, other guys maybe that are going through stuff you've been through or, or maybe to, I don't feel like you've been mentored. I know we don't, we don't do a lot of formal mentoring, but I, I don't know what's been your experience in, in regards to that. Well, I've had a couple of, of packs ask me for my wisdom and I'm, I'm hesitant to use that, that word. I have tons of experience. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how much of it has actually been converted to wisdom, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, you know, I, 
I can think of one situation as, and, and as you know, you know, we've, we've talked, um, I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Mm. And I have found that there are quite a few of us in, in F3. And, yeah. you know, we could talk probably for a whole hour on the similarities of F3 and, and uh, AA, for instance. Uh, yeah. But one, one morning on an Oscar Mike, you know, one of the great things about Oscar Mike, I, I, I believe, is it is the, the very best second half site that we have in, in uh, F3 Omaha. Uh, but on that morning, um, at a portion of the, the, the ruck, I happened to be next to, you know, walking with two other men, and I won't mention their names, but one of them had been sober for a year and the other one had been sober for seven years. And uh, I'm coming up on almost 40 years uh, in December of, of sobriety, you know, but not guaranteed. Wow. I'll not guaranteed. I'll make it. I I still believe in one day at a time. Yeah. But being able to talk with those men about you know their experiences, what they're going through now, uh, encouraging them. Um, that that part of of F three is is very gratifying as well. Um, yeah. You know. Um, like I said, I, I don't know that I have wisdom. I, I can be just as stupid as any other man uh, at, at times. Uh, but I think just the fact that uh, we're, we're together, I, I can understand the, the thought processes that another alcoholic is, you know, uses. And mm -hmm. we can laugh at those and, you know, about how silly they are. Uh, and, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and encourage them is, you know, that's important to me. So I, I enjoy being able to do, you know, be, be of some value to, to other men. Yeah, that's, and man, I think you said 40 years in December. Yeah. Coming up. So, I mean, that just, you know, when I hear you say that, that gives me so much um, hope, right? I'm, I'm at five years and obviously it's always one, one day at a time, but just, um, you know, just hearing somebody with that experience, I guess I'm, I'm curious, uh, and this is maybe more of a selfish question, but, um, how does it change over time as you've been clean or sober for like the, you know, I don't know what's, yeah. how have you dealt with that over the years? It, it does get to be a little more automatic but mm -hmm. you can never take it for granted. Uh, you can never fall asleep because there are still moments, even, even at, you know, 39 years, nine months, 12 days, mm -hmm. where if I smell beer on someone's breath, I, I think to myself, boy, that would, it would be so cool just to sit down and have a beer with and talk about this stuff or, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to have a have a uh, a drink or to, to do that and and gosh that's the most dangerous you know thought that that a guy like us can have yeah so I, I don't take it for granted uh, even though you know I I think I've developed good habits in, in terms of uh, avoiding situations uh, where if I don't mind being around alcohol in, in certain social situations, but 
often in, in those situations towards the end of the night, it just becomes all about drinking. And that's yeah. when I need to excuse myself and get, get out of there before I, I start thinking dangerous thoughts about, uh, oh, I can handle this. You know, mm. uh, yeah. I need to remove myself from the situation. So, um, you know, I, that's, that's where one day at a time still comes uh, into my, my thinking. Yeah. Have you found other fellowships? Like, do you go, do you still participate in, in AA or anything like that? Have those been helpful for you or part of yeah, your journey? You know, uh, AA was crucial to me in the early uh, months of my recovery mm-hmm. um, because I, I, I gained some good tools there on how to, how to cope and how to deal with, with the, you know, situations that would often lead to drinking. Mm-hmm. Well, after, uh, I think it was a couple of years after I, I became sober, we, we moved out of Omaha and I went to Kansas City and then to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And during that time, that's when I kind of fell away from, from AA. Hmm. But I think I had gained from them, you know, most of what I needed. And then so I, I really haven't been to a, a formal AA meeting in, in quite some time. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I think it's just interesting to kind of hear how you've handled that journey. And I guess I'm, I'm curious to maybe a good segue to that third F piece of, you know, how has, how has your faith maybe played a role um, just in, you know, in your journey throughout your life, maybe raising kids or however that's been. Um, and then also curious, um, you know, as you think about F3, has, how has F3 maybe supported or added, or how do you see the third F within our group? Well, uh, I've always been, I guess, uh, a spiritual person, and I've always been uh, a devoted Catholic, even though when I was using, you know, I, I wasn't so good about actually going to church because I would just get in the way of my recovery from the night before, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, there, there was that period of my time when, when I wasn't, uh, you know, actually following what, what uh, I believed. Um, but I, I believe that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I, I belong to the Catholic Church. I would guess I would classify myself as very Catholic. Uh, <laughs> I, I follow a lot of the Catholic uh, what's the word I'm, I'm searching for, um, practices, you know, I pray the rosary, I go to church. I, you know, I, one thing that, uh, uh, um, routine that I've done for the last 20 years or so is uh, on Monday mornings, I, I go to church for an hour of silent prayer. Oh, and, cool. uh, boy, when I was working, that was just like the greatest way ever to start my week. Because it was a, a, an hour of quiet time with my Lord, and I, could, I would think about the challenges ahead of me, you know, that week, you know, where, you know, the uh, about, I would think about my, you know, my family, my, uh, you know, the challenges in my life and ask for help. And, uh, you know, it, it was just, and, I, and I'm still doing that. And it's, it's the reason why I don't post on, on F3 on Mondays is because from five to six, I'm, I'm at church. So nice. uh, it's, it's an important part of my, 
routine and, and something that I just don't want to give up. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know, that said, I, uh, I've with, with F3, I see that as another channel to, to do some of the things that, that, uh, you know, I may be doing elsewhere. You know, I, uh, I, be, again, at the church, I belong to the Knights of Columbus and I volunteer for most everything that, that they do. You know, I help raise money for, with fish fries and pancake breakfast and, uh, I'm on a committee that does groundkeeping at the, at the church. I'm a lector at mass, you know, I just, just a lot of, a lot of small things, you know, but overall, you know, they kind of add up. So you seem busier. Your schedule seems busier than mine. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, some, some days and some weeks it is very busy, but uh, the difference now be, between now and when I was working is that I'm all these things that I'm doing are things that, that I like to do and none of them are stressful. Uh, yeah. I feel, you know, they're, they're self-satisfying and, and they're, they're doing some good and uh, uh, they just make me feel good. So at the end of the day, man, I'm, I've, I'm happy and, and I feel grateful every day, man, that uh, I've, I've been given all the gifts that I have been given and, uh, that, uh, you know, I, I pray that we continue to, to receive those gifts and, and, and be able to use them in, you know, in yeah. the way God intends. So, you know, you're what's coming to mind for me. So my devotional this morning was from Ecclesiastes and it was the verse talking about, there's a, you know, a time to, a time to reap, a time yeah. to sow and a time to reap and, and sort of just thinking about, you know, F3 calls it like the, the third 500, or I, I can't remember what it says in free to lead, but just kind of these different stages of life. And something I'm, I'm overly critical of myself um, on is just the like third F community service type of stuff and how that fits into my schedule with, with kids, but hearing sort of you talk through, you, you know, where you're at, and now being able to give back, you know, I, I, I don't know if you have any advice or insight for maybe our packs that have, you know, younger family, maybe aren't able to, to feel like they're involved, but I, I don't know what's been your experience with your journey. How have well, you reconciled? That's, that? a, that's a great observation. I'm, I mean, yeah, when you're, when you're growing your family, a lot of the things that you might do maybe that would be volunteer times are taken by going to school plays or uh, coaching games or, you know, there's a hundred other things that, that ways that, that a family uh, needs and deserves your time. And you're, but I don't think you, a man should feel bad about that. That's, that is your primary role in life uh, at this time. And, and you're right. You know, there's a t- there's a season for this. There's a reason that most of the volunteers at a food pantry or at all these other places are people who are retired mm-hmm. because they they have the time now. So now's now's the time for me to do these other things. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and maybe maybe the life will change, and uh, I'll be required to to help my family more. You know. May, Maybe it's my grandkids or maybe I need to help my, you know, uh, I need to help break room or, or my daughter with something, you know, um, we yeah. just all have to be ready for whatever it is. But 
you know, I think that uh, um, most PACs understand that, uh, you know, you can't, there, there, there's a thousand different things that we can do or in uh, probably a hundred con- uh, causes we can contribute money to through F3. Mm-hmm. The list is, is big and it grows. Um, we shouldn't feel bad that we can only do a handful of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I appreciate the encouragement there. I, yeah. It's just interesting as I was hearing you talk was kind of thinking of like, but you're, you're really taking advantage of, of those different seasons, right? You're like, well, I've retired. I got this time, so I'm going to give it back. So I love just hearing about that from you. I, you know, I'm curious, the other thing we talk about is our, our mission statement. So we've got the, you know, we're, we're really trying to reinvigorate or invigorate male community leadership. And one of the ways that we try to do that, right, is through like VQs or site queues, letting guys lead um, sites. And so you had an opportunity to take over Oscar Mike. Um, yeah. I just love your thoughts on, on that from, uh, you know, what was your experience like? And then would also be curious if you had like any learnings from a leadership perspective, maybe that that you feel like translated to other areas? Uh, After my first year of F3, I I really stepped back and looked at, you know, all the benefits that I was gaining from, from this organization and from the other men. And, And I thought to myself, I think it's time for me to try and actively this, this coming year to give back, you know, to, to be a bigger part of, of this. And the opportunity presented itself pretty easily when uh, Safe Ride said to me one day, he says, uh, uh, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And before he could finish his sentence, I, I said, if it's what I think it is, I'll, I'll do it. Mm, nice. <laughs> so I, I was the easiest uh, sell he ever made. But, uh, and, it, and it just made sense that it would be Oscar Mike because I've... I go to Oscar Mike every every week. You know, uh, I I don't know that I've missed more than three or four uh, Oscar Mikes on a Saturday. The you know the last two years. So, uh, like I said, it's it's the to me it's the very best second F site and opportunity for for us. And it's you know the it was instrumental in in uh, how I became involved with F three. So. Uh, man, I was thrilled to, to have that opportunity. And you, you really took it to another level with all the different locations that you guys went, right? I mean, it, I, I feel like that was something that maybe we hadn't been doing a ton of, but you went to all over, right? I mean, a lot of places weren't necessarily official AOs. Yeah, we covered we covered the metro. We went to places that that you know weren't weren't on the F three map, and that was that was kind of fun because. Uh, in my first year, I thought the very best morning we we the very best ruck we had was the day that Wentworth led us through Hummel Park, and mm. we were not on a path. We were climbing up hills. We were on our knees and and you know uh, getting dirty. And at the end of the end of the ruck, we went and had breakfast at at Harold's Cafe, nice. and I, I, that was just a great day. So you know somebody else came up with an idea of well, could we go to another location? Said, sure, you know, you're free to lead. And mm-hmm. so pretty soon we're, you know, we, we were in Gretna, we were in Valley at Ginger Cove. We were, you know, down in the Sandlot or at the farm. Uh, we, we've been all across Omaha, which has been really cool. 
um, and places that, you know, a lot of us had never been to before. Yeah. So that, and, and I, uh, I, I just sort of really enjoyed the, the creativity guys showed on, uh, you know, thinking of places that they thought were, would be a neat place for Oscar Mike. So I was more than, more than willing to let those guys be, uh, you know, lead us to, you know, someplace new. Yeah. I remember you guys went to the Glacier Reserve Park yeah. or whatever. And I, I drive by that all the time and I'm like, I've, I've never driven in there, you know? So I was like, well, tell me what it's like. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's right there in the middle of, you know, kind of the area between Bennington and, and Omaha and who knew, I didn't know what was there and yeah. almost famous, you know, not only did he, did he spend the time to map out a, a great route for us, but he also arranged for the caretaker of that, you know, uh, conference space there to be there and let us in and use to, to use their, their place for coffee Rama afterwards. So, uh, you know, that, that was a great example of, of someone who, you know, went beyond. And another, another example is, uh, uh, g-string when uh, we went out to valley and and you know rucked around ginger cove and and you know ended up at his mother-in-law's place and she mm-hmm. cooked cheeses for us and stuff i mean you can you can beat a morning like that yeah that's awesome i i'm curious your thoughts because you know um roll bar right is sort of who initially brought rucking yeah. to f3 omaha has always been passionate about it and um how do you feel like we're doing at getting the word out or spreading the word uh, for guys? Well, one of the things that uh, I did, um, I, I guess about uh, halfway through my, my time as the, the site queue, um, I had been having coffee with some, some guys who were fairly new to F3. And I mentioned, uh, you know, the name Oscar Mike, and they all said, what's that? I said, huh, you know, maybe I need to, to do something to uh, educate people, you know, because there's no, there, there, there's no uh, uh, training program for guys who show up in the gloom. You just show up and start working out. Uh, so I, I did a series of uh, tweets last year on the benefits of rucking and what Oscar Mike was. So I, I, I hope that that helped, but I think that's the kind of stuff that, that needs some repeating periodically because we continue to get tons of, of new guys. And, you know, uh, unless someone tells them, they may not understand that Oscar Mike is not a typical beatdown site. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I mean, it's how do we spread the word? We've got on our website, right, the different... AOs and then kind of the style, but if I've never heard of rucking before, how do I know, you know, anything yeah, about that, that? Or that it'd be something that I'd be interested in. Yeah. 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 At first glance, it doesn't sound like, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know what, what is that? It's kind of like a Murph, right? How do I know what a Murph is? Well, you know, Q-tip, it's been good to just hear your story. And um, I guess my other question for you would be, you know, is, is there anything we didn't cover uh, that you really wanted to share with the guys today? Well, I, I, one thing I, I wanted to, to shout out to is, is the other guys of 
experience that uh, are are out there. You know, there there's a handful of us in our upper sixties or older. You know, guys like Hipster and Da Vinci and Lincoln Logs. That uh, I think one of the the greatest values that we provide back to F three is just by showing up, we can be models to younger men that that life's not older when you get to be fifty or sixty or or, you know, even 70 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, one of the, one of the very best moments I had uh, in F3 was, uh, is last, last spring, I was uh, over at the Coliseum and, and uh, there was a young guy, he's 20 years old. Uh, his name is Crosscheck. I haven't seen him for a while, but he's been away in college. But we finished up a workout and he and I were, were running into the back into the, the stadium there. And he, he stops and he says to me, he goes, Hey, don't take this the wrong way, but man, I hope I can be doing this like you are when I'm your age. <laughs> and man, that just made my head go, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that made me, that made me realize that, you know, that, that is, the value that we can, we can bring just by showing up is that, you know, exercise and physical fitness and, and being fit doesn't end when you, when you get to be a certain age that you can keep going. Uh, and, you know, I, I hope that I, that guys, you know, when you look at guys like hipster who can do pull-ups, you know, better than most (laughs) anybody else, uh, uh, in F3 or, you know, guys like Da Vinci and Lincoln Longs who are out there killing it. You know, uh, I hope I hope we do serve as as role models to to men that, you know, it's it's not just while you're in your 30s and 40s that you need to be doing this stuff, but you know, it needs you need to keep going uh, for as long as you can. Yeah, I love that. I you know, it's interesting to think of like how do we eh guys that are in the the respect respect group and um you know i don't know if you've if you've come across any uh strategies there that have worked or or not but i i think you're you're spot on right just you being there is encouraging to you know to a guy like me right who's like well i want to be and i always kind of joke and say like i don't really care how fast i can run now i just want to still be able to run when i'm 80 you know or, or you know it's like well a lot of guys you know have that i've talked i've talked to uh um, think, man, I, I, you guys are doing that stuff. I can't do that. I need to get in shape before I go out. And I, and I try to tell them, no, you, you know, you don't, this is why you come out to get in shape. You don't have right. to, you don't have to do it beforehand. Uh, but you know, just recently we had uh high point, uh, started coming out and he's 68 as well. So yeah. first time. So, you know, that's, that's awesome. Uh, and then, and then he brings his son out. So, uh, yeah, high high point and low point. <laughs> <laughs> that was creative. That, that was, they they were mailing it in on Namorama that day. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I am curious. You know, as you're thinking about just um, where you're at in life today, you know, when we when we see you out there in the gloom, is there anything we could be uh, praying about for you, or just encouraging you on, or or you know, anything we could say to kind of elevate you a little bit? Uh, you know, I, or plague, I'd say there's a couple of things perhaps. Uh, number one is, uh, you know, just 
pray for good health. You know, uh, I realize at this point in my life that uh, injuries are are more serious than maybe for a younger guy. Younger guy will recover quickly, but at, at uh, when you get to the, my age, you don't recover. Uh, as quickly, nor maybe as completely as as I did twenty or thirty years ago. So mm. you know, uh, fortunate and and you know, cro- keep my fingers crossed. I haven't done that yet, which I have to. Um, you know, one of the, one of the best things I've told other people about F three is that uh, when I first started, you know, uh, I w- I knew I was <laughs> I was always the six. And there were some some great men who, you know, picked up my six guys like Sparty and Superfly, mm-hmm. and I told you about Obi Wan that day. And there there have been others who would fall back and and just run with me. Not once in my entire time at F three has anybody ever shamed me because mm-hmm. I wasn't keeping up. No one's ever, you know, uh, tried to make me do something that I, I'm not able to do or or that I think might injure myself. So, you know, I, I appreciate that so much. Uh, so, you know, good health is one thing. Uh, the other thing is, uh, not I don't want to be too mysterious about this, but I'm not willing to, I'm not able to divulge it fully, but I'm, I'm trying to discern something major in my life right now. Um, and I would just ask for the PACs to, to pray for, uh, you know, th- that I have wisdom and, and, and uh, you know, clarity in my thought process and, and how I proceed with this. But, sure. uh, you know, maybe hopefully someday in the future, I will be able to share exactly what, what I'm dealing with. But, um, you know, I appreciate it if, uh, you know, they just keep me in their, their prayers. Yeah. Prayers for guidance. Absolutely, man. Well, I I love it. And I would just encourage, you know, guys that are listening as they've heard your story, um, encourage them to get next to you in the gloom and just share a a conversation. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed the times we've spent together and really just have to say thank you for the, the many times I've rambled on in a COT and you reached out and said, Hey, good job. And, you know, been encouraging. I, I think, um, you're one of those guys that's always encouraging other guys in the gloom, which is, kind of what makes this whole thing uh, keep, keep spinning around. So I just really appreciate you as a, as a man and a, an example and um, man, the, you know, working out when I'm 60 and uh, getting to a 40 year, uh, you know, clean date, uh, man, those are some pretty big milestones that I'm at this point are just dreams to me. So I'll just keep going one day at a time, but really appreciate you, man. We'll uh, end with a little name Rama. Okay. All right, I'll start us off here. Brandon Fleahardy, 37, The Plague. <laughs> Mark Cachera, 68, Q-tip. Q-tip, respect, respect. Oh, man. You know, wouldn't it be cool if you got respect, 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 right? We just keep adding to it, right? Boy, that, you know, you look forward to 40 years of being clean and sober, and I'll look forward to the quadruple respect. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be riding hipsters and and uh, Da Vinci's coattails into that club. So there you go. Yeah, see, they're they're the old guys. You're the young one, right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. This has been phenomenal. All right, Plague. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you.